And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate, easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Ro Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. I'm your host, as always, Nick Zamet, joined once again by my two esteemed friends, colleagues, mates. mates. There we go. What's going on, guys? It's Liam here. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are we? You're Ro, aren't you? Yes, I am, Ro. How are we going? Just all of our new listeners, because we do have a lot of new listeners out there. Um, and on that note, big thank you, guys. We, during the week, crossed over 2,000 downloads. It's a big one. It's a nice little milestone there, so a big thank you for everyone that's been on this journey so far with us. Uh, we look forward to uh, smashing more of these barriers in the not-so-near-distant future. Uh, before we get into today's show... Show? Shows. Yeah, show, that's right. Show, there we go. I'm on fire early, <laughs> aren't I? Um, thank you for staying up to date with our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter, and for continuing to drop those five-star rating reviews in. On today's show... We will quickly recap some of the news from around the league uh, that occurred during the week. Uh, also then, as we edge a little bit closer to ball returning, we're just going to have a bit of a look at who we think will overperform and underperform down in Orlando, uh, which should prove pretty inter- interesting. They're on fire today. God, man, tell you what. Tell you what, I've <laughs> had a massage before, like this morning, and loosened you up. loosened me up a little bit too much. Yeah, he's feeling a bit too relaxed. Too guy. relaxed. <laughs> I need to uh, pull myself together. <laughs> and then we return with Entertainment Weekly once again. So, yeah, good Perfect. stuff. Big episode, let's go. Let's crack on with it. Odds and ends, fellas. We'll start with the big one. The big one for you, Lee. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal of the Wizards has declared he won't be participating in the restart down in Orlando mm. uh, due to a shoulder injury. Yeah, well, say goodbye to any chance that Washington had whatsoever. Sayonara. Pretty much zero um, hope for the Wizards now. And like I said on um, our Instagram, I'm not mad with his no. decision. I just wish um, now the whole team could opt out because now we're we're literally going there for no reason. We're risking an injury now. Um well, it was a smart play, wasn't it? He Given was. the fact you guys are, what are you back? You're five and a half of Orlando. Mm. Um, there was a pretty slim and none chance of you guys making it, so it's probably best to save save Bill for next season. Yeah, um, it is. Healthy Bill is better than injured Bill. Yeah, um, without a doubt. But yeah. this, I reckon these next eight games could be pretty ugly. We've, you know, yeah. now we've lost mm. these delete eight teams, the, you know, the Bulls, Knicks, etc. Um, you've got top tier teams down there and. I think there could be the potential that Orlando... What do you reckon? Do you reckon there'll be a game where they lose by 35-plus? Who, the Wizards? Yeah. But they'll probably lose by more. They've literally by got... more, I hope They've not. literally <laughs> got zero chance now. Like I said, I wish the whole team could just opt out. Yeah. I don't want someone like Anish Smith or a Rui to risk getting injured during those, what, eight games, is it? Yeah. What it might do, though, which is good, is... Um, 
you know, shine a spotlight on one of these Washington players who mm. doesn't normally get the chance to stand up. Normally, you know, it's either Brad Bill or or um, John Wall when he's healthy. But considering those guys are both out, which doesn't happen very often, there's going to be the chance for one of these other guys to, you know, put their name in lights, even if it's... We should for... pick Isaac Bonga to go off. No. Bonga. Uh, It'll be Admiral, Ish. Admiral Schofield. It'll be yeah. Ish Smith, I reckon. He'll, yeah. He's, he's um, shined in a couple games where Brad Bill's been absent so I, I, I don't see why he won't in Ru- these next couple of games Rui is still heading along is yeah. he not he is. Uh, he is I believe I think he's another to look out for yeah mm, oh, definitely. I'm not looking forward to seeing the Wizards down there but no. and again reiterating the point it is probably the right decision for yeah. Bill um, but yeah effectively Washington over mm. another team that's pretty uh, not pretty much over but who are they sending is the Nets touring princes just come down with Corona and he's, he's sitting out the remainder of the season as well as um, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler and was it confirmed that Dinwiddie's not Dinwiddie going? Dinwiddie as well that, as well and then as KD and Kyrie. On top of that KD and Kyrie. That's, is that six players absent? Like Swept in the first round do we reckon? Six players absent but yeah, the, t- two additions yeah. as well. What do we think of the additions of Jamal Crawford? And I'm not sure if Michael Beasley got confirmed in the end, but I certainly know they signed Jamal Crawford to I don't think it's time of recording he had officially been signed. I went on the NBA website and it said he was part of the Nets lineup. So really, I think he is. Oh, okay, but well, he, he didn't get like some ban because he was he was using drugs or something, broke the drug violation. Sounds potentially, about right. yeah. But for the Nets, as we just spoke on, who are missing so many players, Jamal Crawford handy. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say, I don't know if you guys knew, I didn't until I looked, but Jamal Crawford is forty, if I'm not mistaken. He yes. doesn't look at that. <laughs> got some miles in the legs. He's gonna um. He's probably gonna have to replicate his 2008, 2009 season. Mm, he, yeah. That season, he shot forty five point five percent from three, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Um, and I think the Nets will need him to be probably fifty percent to actually have any any scoring threat. Mm. Um, their team is depleted to say the least. Here's a bold statement. I reckon Jamal Crawford will have at least one game in the run home where he has forty plus points. Forty plus. He can score on on his day, particularly given he's the he's going to be the only um, you know legit scorer on that team. I think I think it's a fairly good chance of happening. Okay, here's a question. Here's a question. So we've got these teams down there, and a mm. few of them are somewhat you know Washington, Orlando, Nets. Do we think any team, or even the good? Actually, I'll pose it both ways. So do you yeah. think any team will go either eight and zero or zero and eight? Down in Orlando, so God, either win it all or lose it all. Uh, excluding like Washington. So Washington, you're I think, writing. I, I don't think they're going to be winning a game down there. As you said, the the opposition that they're coming up against is some of the some of the better yep. teams in the NBA. And considering they're down two of their superstar players, they will have no chance. I would have thought. If um, Washington, I don't know the schedule for any of the teams, but if they come up against a Sacramento or a Spurs, they might have a chance. But it's it's not. I still reckon they're gonna crap on them too. To be I, honest, I've got a thing. This can go in a future debate segment. But um, who is a better six man in their prime, Lou Will or Jamal Crawford? Oh. That'll be a good one. Mm. Yeah, that's a hard oh, yeah, one. Yeah, we'll have to wait for the debate. Do a bit on that. That that is a hell of a question, mm. though. Some of the better six men of all time. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Um, good stuff there. Yes, but uh, yeah, I I th- I tell you what. The Wizards and Nets are making Orlando actually look good at the minute. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. they're 
a pack of trash monkeys. So <laughs> yeah. they, they're looking like high caliber, like a high caliber lineup in comparison to these other two at the minute. And not to mention, Orlando are going to be playing obviously in Orlando, so they've got no excuse. Yeah, that they haven't had to hop on a plane at all, so they should be in pretty good position. Just quickly, what did you guys think about the other night? Um, J.R. Smith. Jumping on Instagram oh, yeah. Live, um, <laughs> and apparently showing a little bit too much of what was going on in the uh, hotel situation. Mm. Yeah, he's a bit the of a NBA, uh, You know, telling him to, you know, that's it. Doesn't it there. doesn't look top class. Did you guys see the food they're being served? Yeah, yeah. almost looks like prison food. Yeah, yeah. Meals the, ho- the old hospital snacks. meals, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to see PJ Tucker. I saw uh, got a big upgrade courtesy of Samsung on his TV. Oh well, he's yeah, yeah. uh, rigged good. himself up. Uh, looked 50 inch plus yep. so he's uh, set now Good. Um, as well saw the other day that uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden uh, Houston have headed down to Orlando but those two weren't on the team playing down okay. um, they will be heading down <coughs> I think it was a day later or pretty shortly after did Bless we hear you, why thank you big bowlers just uh, a little bit of uh, you know chartered jet on, chartered on jet their way down without yeah. a doubt yeah. talking tactics those two because you would think it's going to be predominantly those two with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Mm. Um, in other news as well, you might have seen on our social medias the other day that Tom Thibodeau had his formal interview for the Knicks coaching job. Mm. Do you reckon he's getting it, Tibbs? Well, what what other competition at the moment is there for that job? I, like, I saw you responded um, <laughs> on our Instagram. Um, somebody, I, I Forget who Ro it was. Ro no. What did he say? But Ro said it was Meta World Peace was the... Uh, put his hand up for the job and <laughs> someone said, tell Meta to put his hand, put his hand down. down. Oh, I'd have to agree with that one. Um, yeah, but as, as I said, what competition is there for, for that job? There's probably not a heap of people who are chucking their hand up for the simple fact that they know what they're getting themselves into. Um, That's a big job, isn't it? Mm. It's one of, if not the largest market, and they've just been mediocre for so long they really need um, just a turning piece and that piece I'll tie this in with the news oh. of Tom Thibodeau mm. LaMelo Ball oh, yeah. has yeah. Uh, expressed his interest and in lottery teams think that New York is his preferred destination Okay. so okay. could LaMelo be the piece that turns the Knicks fortunes do you reckon? Well, the reality is that they need another few pieces. Yes. At the moment, RJ Barrett's not going to do it on his own. Nor Julius, Julius Randle. Mm. Um, they've still got, you know, a few pieces missing before they at least, at the very least, start playing playoffs. Um, yeah. The only thing, yeah. though, should LaMelo go there and they do get Tom Thibodeau, Tibbs is known as a coach who just rammed his players into mm. the ground like 40-plus minutes. Mm. Um I don't know how the young body of Lamelo would take uh, no. getting that kind of uh, treatment. I tell you who would be a fan of that, and that's Lavar Ball. As oh, many minutes as possible for his son. Yep, he'd be, yep. you know, in the Big Apple as well. He'd love it. Oh, it's, it's such a it's such a shame to see, like as we said, such a big market team be so just god awful. Mm. And like for players like Julius Randle, I really liked him at the Lakers. Liked what I saw. Um, but he's a complimentary piece, yeah. and mm. he's not the driving force on a team or a team's offense. Um, so, yeah, they do need a big, a big time player, someone who can score, someone who can facilitate, and just make the players around him better. And in all honesty, they're probably missing a few veteran um, players at the moment as well. They they're looking pretty inexperienced. Um, can't remember who they're. 
probably most experienced player is on their roster at the moment. Oh, um, you've got, you've got uh, potentially Wayne Ellington, maybe. Bobby mm-hmm. Portis, no, he's not that old. Um, no, old is over there. At the, at the, uh, Taj Gibson is probably the one. Taj Gibson, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just not enough there, is there? They need someone like a CP3 to... Mm. He's the name that's been uh, thrown around, isn't he? Yeah, it he just costs been. so much. If you want a couple good um, younger players and then you want Chris Paul on top of that that's a it's a hefty price it is a hefty price but mm. uh yeah one I, that I reckon they'd almost be willing to pay if it mm. meant not being as terrible as they are at the moment without a doubt and I'd just like to see them be better just for the fact of making the east stronger because mm. yeah. in the west at the minute we've got such a dogfight from like eight through to like 10, 11, um, all those teams of quality. Yeah. And even this year you saw Golden State, they're, they're going to be back up in title contention next year. Mm. Um, the Wolves are not that great. Mm. But apart from that, most of the other teams are good. Whereas in the East you've got it's probably six strong teams, maybe yeah. seven, yeah. Yeah. and then it falls off pretty dramatically. They just, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I was about to say, and you'd like New York to once again become a destination franchise for a lot of superstar players Um, at the moment they know that they're going into a you know losing culture which is owned by someone who uh, they're owned by James Dolan still James Dolan yes who a lot of people aren't a fan of so I think um, they need something to to turn their fortune around fairly quickly Um, hopefully if they were to get Lamelo, it's just because he is a big name hopefully it would just draw people in in the gates, which is yeah. something, yeah. at least. They just need stability, I feel. They, yeah. they don't have a stable coach. They don't have a stable, um, you know, leader or star player. They just need stability, I think, is the main word that's coming out of my mouth right now. This podcast was started in October uh, last year. I think this is the most time that has been spent talking about the uh, Knicks. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> we are really desperate for the... Uh, Bowl to come back, aren't we? We are, and it's getting so close. Like those videos on yeah. Instagram of them, like there's like four teams playing in one, you know, hole of court. Yep. It's it's getting closer. What are we here recording in Australia at the minute? We are July 11th, 19 days away, fellas. Yeah. Close, boy, oh boy, where are we? Good stuff. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else for odds and ends today? No, no that was about it. I think about it. Yeah, somewhat yeah. quite a week on the news front, but we will push ahead. So, as I said at the start of the episode, we want to have a look at players who we think will overperform and underperform in Orlando. Um, Not only players, this can kind of tie in with teams as well, if you like. Mm. So, I think we've got one or two each. I know for myself, I've got one main one, then a couple of quick ones. But we'll start with uh, overperform, I think. Okay, who wants to start? Yeah, you start us, Ro. Take take it away. I have a feeling we'll have the same one. I I just know we will. (laughs) I've got a few who will be who I think will be overperforming. The first of which is the Portland Trailblazers. Now they're sitting at ninth at the moment, which I think, based off last year, they got to the Western Conference Finals last year, and they look to be a legitimate threat throughout the you know course of that season. This year they know that they've underperformed. You know it might be due to a few things such as Nurkic going down throughout the course of the year and. You know, sometimes it's just a one, one or two men show um, with Dame Lillard and um, CJ McCollum whilst those two guys are out, um, Collins and um, Nurkic. But now they've returned, um, I think that will bol- obviously bolster their big big stocks for that team. 
And I think um, there are only three games behind the Grizzlies, so they know that it's do or die at this stage. I think the season that they've had so far, they know that they're capable of better. There's so much upside for Portland at the moment. And I think based off the season they've had so far, they're going to be the team who, heading into the playoffs especially, will probably be giving it as much as they've possibly got. Yeah, yeah, they're three three behind the Grizzlies and one in front of the Pelicans, I think it is. So I had Dame down here. Like, they have... Hey? Dame Dollar, yeah. Dame Dollar. Yep. Yeah, they, they really, and in particular Dame, they have no other choice but to overperform if they want to go for that um, eighth spot. Um, I'd be... Um, happy, and I think they'd be aiming for Dame to average thirty plus points. With granted that Melo, CJ, and either I'm guessing Nurkic instead of White, so I'd average twenty plus points. Yeah. I think that's what they'd need to get them over the line. It is a quality offense. It'll be interesting who they play as. Well, it's probably uh, how with the small forward position now without a razor, it's going to be. Um, interesting, mm-hmm. a little bit of a struggle, mm-hmm. but it certainly does help that Collins and Nurkic are back. Mm-hmm. I think Nurkic is probably one of the more underrated big men in the league. Yeah, agree. Um, but Dame, I think thirty plus for yeah. sure. I think the additions for Portland probably outweigh the omission, which is obviously, as yep. you said, Trevor Ariza. I think the guys they're getting back are going to be hugely influential. And just uh, having size now, they've got size yep. to be able to combat some of these bigger teams like a Phil or a Philly. If they mm-hmm. had a, I haven't actually checked mm. their eight-game um, roster for the Blazers, but say against a Philly who's so big, mm. they'd match up better now. I'm still backing Portland to Major. make that final eight spot. I, yep. oh, I, yep. I think I'm still on the Pelicans just because their mm. run home's easier. Yep. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a battle. Mm. I'm interested. I just want to ask you, how many minutes do you think with Nurkic back, how many do you reckon they'll give to Whiteside? Because he's not, he's a quality player. He's not, he's not utter dog poo. No, well, <laughs> no, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear that. Uh, it's a luxury that they've got though, Portland, because they've got two centres who, you know, are capable of being, you know, really influential players on whatever team they're playing for. So even though you, you're going to give Whiteside probably decreased minutes, he's still got to get, you know, a you, fair chunk. Do you put Collins, say, in a centre role above Whiteside? Because Collins can play um, forward or centre. Um, I put Whiteside in front de- of Collins. It right? depends what kind. As um Gilly was saying the other the other week, it depends what Whiteside comes out to play. Yeah. Um, he's capable of being, um, you know, one of the best centres in the league on his day. But unfortunately, we it's very few and far between <laughs> those games that we see him at his absolute best. I think he'll be out of there as soon as he can. To be honest, he's yeah. not. He needs to be somewhere where he's needed. He's not really needed at Portland. No, no. Mm. They've got kind of a luxury of big men now, yeah. um, and probably be better to nurture these younger guys who are better with team chemistry. I would think. Send him to Boston. That's all I'm saying. To Boston, we're we're right on this train, aren't we? Yeah. Whiteside to Boston. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, Portland are going to be interesting to watch. My player. Uh, I've got Miles Turner mm-hmm. yes. on the Indiana Pacers. During the during this season, he was going for 11.8 points, 6.5 rebounds, tick over 1 assist, and 2.2 blocks. Yep. All these major categories for him were considerably down from last season. Um, but I feel now that he's, you know, he's the starting centre. Him and Sabonis have forged a 
better relationship. Many thought at the start of the season, myself included, that one of them would get the flick. Yeah. Um, but they look better together. Mm. And I expect without Oladipo, he will pick up a bit of the slack. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, he's going to be probably a 15-point-a-game player, which, you know, that's an uptake of three and a bit points, which would be really handy. Uh, I just think he, he's primed to go off. And another player mm. who I think is underrated... So his kind of benchmark in a lot of people's eyes is kind of lower than where I see it at. So I yeah. think he will considerably overperform to what most people think. We think of him, or at least I think of him as a defensive type player. Does he have to do much on the offensive end considering they've got both Oladipo and Sabonis who have been, or Sabonis particularly, who has been holding down the fort for the majority of the season? Uh, I think he's, I think he will have to do a bit. Mm. Um but the good thing about Turner is he's able to shoot from three uh, mm. down this year. But last season, he was 38.8% on only 2.6 attempts. This year, he's up to 4.2. Yep. Um, so he has seen a decrease in the percentage. But yeah, as I said, the good thing about him is he does have that threat. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see him at 15 points. Mm. Hypothetically, if he does average 15 points and Sabonis and Oladipo play out of their skin, how far do you see... Oladipo that? won't be there. He's out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sabonis so, oh, and Brogdon. Well, Brogdon's going to have to step yeah. up. He's yeah. another one who's going to have to step up. But how far do you see them going in the playoffs? So I'm glad you mentioned this because I didn't want to talk about that. He's <laughs> right an essay. No, no, no. <laughs> Currently, they're in the fifth seed. Yeah. Um, tied, though, with Philly. Yeah. So I, I anticipate Philly will probably jump them. Um, hypothetically, though, at the minute they're in a matchup with with uh, with the Heat. Mm. Um, but basing it on that they dropped a sixth there against Boston, I think mm. in either of those matchups they're probably destined for a first series loss. Mm. Um, but I expect it to go six, seven games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't think they'll be getting out of that first round. Yeah. Mm. How do you guys feel on that? Do you think they're a chance? Mm, yeah. Look, their team's all right, but as you said, the opposition that they're going to be coming up against is probably going to be um, in a better position um, to take out a series. Um, it's, not a fir- it's not an easy first round, regardless of who they play, um, based on where they sit at the moment. So, no, I don't think they're going to be coming out of that first round on top. For you, Lee, do you give them a chance? Um a slim one, but it's very slim. Do you uh, think they match up better with the Heat or with Boston? Uh, they'd probably match up better with the yeah. Heat. I would, probably I would have thought. Yeah, Boston. Boston are very well rounded. Yeah, and um, they also don't rely on one player. They've got, you know, if Kemba's down, then Tatum's standing up, and if he's down, then Kemba's standing up, and even Jalen Brown. Um. Yeah, I think Boston. I'm not just saying this because I support them, but I think they're going to... There's a biased um, opinion at this table at the minute. <laughs> they're going to be slept on going into the playoffs, and I think um, they'll they'll do well. Mm. Good stuff. Shall mm. I go on to mine? Yeah. Good segue. I have um, a player that will overperform um, in Jason Tatum. Mm. So And really, like Rose said, the Celtics as a team, but in particular Jason Tatum. Um, Boston are currently third in the East. Um, and I think that they're going to, of course, they're going to be pushing to get higher up on the ladder, but I think they're really going to push for that second spot um, mm-hmm. in front of, what is it, Toronto, I think it is. Yeah. And he was... He Three was, games back, you reckon they can pull that back? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it'll be a challenge, of course, but I think they're going to try their hardest. 
Oh, um, the, Toronto would probably have to lose what five, six games in that mm, case. Yeah, it depends who they're playing. I need to look at the schedule because I don't yeah. know. But but Jason Tatum, we saw him. We we're talking to Gilly last week. He was playing insane before the break, wasn't he? Um, and now he's mm. had this time to. And I don't think he's been resting. I think he's been using this time and to work. just work out and I think he'll come in and dominate. I think the reason that Boston are going to be trying so hard in the last you know, uh, eight games or whatever it is, is that at the moment they'd be coming up against Philly. Yeah. That's by even though I think Boston ultimately might come out on top in that matchup it's not by no means Why are uh, they up against the Heat at this stage? No, currently well, against Philly. Philly uh, okay. Whereas if they jump to that second spot they'll either be against Orlando or Brooklyn. Yeah. Which Guaranteed I think is just about yeah. So the difference between finishing second and third in the East is going to be massive in terms of who they come up against yeah. in that first round, yeah. which is especially what, if yeah. you get into that second, you avoid Milwaukee till yeah. till the conference finals, mm, which yeah. is huge in itself. True. Um, the East that top six or so is really fascinating because mm. I think any of those teams can beat anyone. Any yeah. Um, Philly seem low, don't they? They do six. Mm. It's. Mm. Yeah, they've kind of not delivered to the extent we thought they would, but mm. yep. might go into that bit later. <laughs> I have a question. I know um, I see um, Boston as a team that, it, like you guys said, is well-rounded and no one really um, tops the other uh, other players. But do you reckon Jason Tatum, especially um, before the season stopped, do you reckon he was showing himself as the clear number one? Or yeah, yeah, he was playing at a top five yeah. Like, yeah, I think MVP so level from the All Star break onwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, especially given his age, he's got a longer, um, you know, a better trajectory. Mm. Um, I think Kemba is more than happy to kind of relinquish that mm. kind of head honcho role. Yeah. yeah, and it's probably yeah better for Tatum's development to show more leadership, more being the number one guy. Mm. Um, yeah, really like Boston though. Yeah, really fascinated to see how they go. And, and you reckon? Yeah, you go. I was just gonna say, I hope for their sake they can jump Toronto. Yeah, but uh, if if Jason Tatum is um, pushing to that clear number one spot, do you reckon um, Jalen Brown will want to stick stick around, or do you reckon he'll venture somewhere else? No, nah, he'll stick around. I yeah. reckon. I reckon because his age matches up well True. with Tatum, and given. Haywood's the one that's out, isn't he? Yeah, I'm he's trade fodder. Yeah. The um, thing with Boston is their team chemistry's through the roof. Like, all those players get along, and I think it's in a large part due to the fact, as you were saying before, that Kemba Walker relinquish, relinquishes some of his... Um, like, he could be a superstar on any team, Kemba Walker, and he's a superstar player, but he doesn't act like it, and he puts Jason Tatum ahead of himself. Yeah. Um, and I think Jalen... Brown is buying into that Boston culture, and I think I agree. I think he's there for a long while yet. The big question is like we just spoke about Haywood potentially mm. being off. If he, you know, does set sail or they look to move him, do they go after a big man? Because we did mention last week in our chat with Gilly. Mm-hmm. If you if you guys haven't checked out that podcast, by the way, it was a really fascinating insight into um, life in Boston, life in the US, and the Celtics as a team and their kind of um, trajectory and. Yeah, how they're currently going. So check that out. But um, we spoke about nurturing Tice, mm. like whether you keep him as your number one or do you go mm. after a, a white mm. side or whatever. I like the points that Gilly raised last week in terms of saying that you don't want to bring in a guy who's going to, I guess, ruin what 
Boston already have, and that's, you know, at this stage, a third seed potentially could be a second seed heading into the playoffs. And you've still got Cantor as well, don't you? Cantor back he, up, he, yeah. He's a good backup. Robert Williams, um, another young player who can, you know, be mm. a kind of tertiary mm. centre, play a few minutes there. Um, and you've got Taco Fall still. Yeah, don't Taco. sleep on Taco, <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, to be honest, Kent has been better than I thought he would be as a like mm. a complimentary centre. Mm. So I kind of yeah. think that'd be the only thing though. If you get rid of Haywood, like it's hard to see what they actually need because yeah. they're so mm. well versed even without him. Maybe a bit of depth, more depth on the bench. But yep. in saying that, like even their bench is okay at the moment. So build up a few picks. Yeah, maybe. A few build picks. the war chest back up. Mm. Mm. They're that, in a they're in a good position, Boston. They'll probably see how they go for the remainder of the season in the playoffs, and then judge what they okay. need off that yeah good stuff i might just go with my second player that, that i had um who i think will overperform um in the final eight games i don't think um the spurs will make it into the playoffs but certainly demar de rose and without lamarcus aldridge um heading into you know the last few games um i reckon he's going to average 30 plus mm. um average 22 so far this season which isn't isn't bad by any stretch but at the same time we've become used to demar averaging you know closer to 25 to 27 or 28 points per season so i guess he's been down and you know if they do have a chance at making at least the play-in he has to be averaging i would say 33 to 35 points um or else said they may as well just not show up yeah no i agree with that 100 percent be interesting to see how they go and how DeMar goes as without LaMarcus. But, mm. uh, good pick. Um, I'll quickly... I had two here, so I won't elaborate too much. Um, I'll just rip through them. I had CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah. I think he will really fire um, not only the Blazers, but McCollum is that number two. I think he's primed to go off. Um, and also, in a similar position with the Blazers, the Pelicans, I'm predicting Lonzo Ball. Mm. He is really... I guess, stepped up this year. Mm. And I think people are still sleeping on him a bit. Yep. But I expect him to uh, show out now that, you know, he's going to rack up assists, just dish and lobs to Zion. Mm. Like um, I said, I love... That's probably my favourite duo in the league. Yeah. Probably, I probably think the same. They, I think they'll overperform as well. So, you, uh, tell me if I'm um, wrong here, Nick, but so you think that the Pelicans are the team who will jump into that eighth spot in the West... I would have thought if they make that eighth spot, that whole team will have to overperform. It'll have to be. Oh, they will. It'll yeah. have to be Zion Ingram all all doing their part every single game. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm I'm buzzing for it. It's going to be a wicked finish down that stretch. But mm. I always forget that Drew Holiday is on exactly. the Pelicans. Like he just slips my mind. There. One of the more underrated players in the league, Drew Holiday. Indeed. We'll move ahead, fellas. I'll oh, just quickly there recapping that. So for myself, I had Miles Turner as well as CJ McCollum and Lonzo Ball I, overperforming. I had uh, Dame and Jason Tatum. And I had um, Portland and DeMar DeRozan to good, overperform. Good stuff, lads. So let's move ahead to the underperforming side of the bracket. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Kick us um, off. I had um, two players that are on the same team. Mm, um, I think you're in the yeah. same ballpark as me. <laughs> With this, it's hard to pick. I think it's easier to pick players that will overperform um, opposed to underperform. But I've gone with... Um, Rudy Gobert and mm. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. I think most of us would have had it. If the rumours nope. are true and they're still not on good terms, they still have bl- bad blood, I think 
it's almost uh, it's just way harder to play together. Um, yeah. like that episode that we made a while a while back. Um, team chemistry is part of the formula of a contending team mm. and a playoff team, and if they don't have that, they're just not playing as well, pretty mm. much. Yeah. I'm in the exact same boat, and I think. It'll apply to both. It'll apply to Utah as a whole and both of those players. But I think more specifically, probably Donovan Mitchell. He's the one who's made a greater fuss out of it, I guess. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert has just been the one who's copping it left, right, and centre. Mm. Whereas Donovan Mitchell's been laying Dishing the haymakers. And um, I think Donovan Mitchell isn't um, isn't happy playing with. Rudy Gobert long term and I think he'll be somewhat distracted heading into um, you know the playoffs I wouldn't even be surprised they're in a pretty good position at the moment but I wouldn't be surprised if they had an early round exit Mm -hmm. which is disappointing because I like that Utah team when they're all getting along and um, smiling but unfortunately that's not the case at the moment that kind of west from 3 till or yeah even 2 3 till kind of Mm 7 is really up for debate Um, Mm -hmm. at the minute they'll be in a first round matchup against the Thunder they're fourth, aren't they? They are. So I'd be taking the thunder. I'm taking that. the thunder too. And I'd, I, I, I said in my notes, I'd push them down to maybe even um, six spot. Who, the Jazz. The Jazz, yeah. Mm. Oh, that would be a, a dangerous. Wait, dangerous how many? Matchup. How many? How many games are they behind? What is it? Um, I can't remember who. Let me know. So, you have it there, don't you? So for Utah behind Denver. Who's in the six spot? Houston. Uh, Houston. See, Curry. I even. Where are they? They're tied with OKC for that. Dallas could even get over them. Yeah, they're, exactly they're one that. game in front of OKC, Houston, and Dallas. Yeah, that kind of congestion's really. A um, couple of games in, we'll have a better picture. But mm. yeah, I think regardless of whoever they match up, I'm probably not backing them in. No, me neither. Um, so good one there. Yep, cool. My one mm. is kind of a player slash team. I've got Joel Embiid and the 76ers. This yeah. is interesting. So. I, I think this layoff will have hurt Joel. I think mm. he's a player who needs to be in a rhythm and a routine. I think mm. having all this free time to slack off will have hindered him. Yeah. And in terms of the 76ers, we just spoke about how they're currently the sixth seed. They've gone 39 and 26 this season, mm. which has fallen below expectations. I think I may have predicted them as the number one seed. Yeah. Which. Uh, yeah, I just thought their size was really going to dominate this year. Mm. Simmons, Embiid, Horford, Richardson, Tobias Harris. Um, you had them just, at number one, did you, before I the season I think started? so. I'll have mm. to, when we do our season recap, yeah. I'm not looking forward to seeing that, but I think I'd... <laughs> Red Jab Warriors, jeez. Uh, oh, they were right up there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so currently in a matchup with the Celtics. Um, but, again, I think they're more likely for a 4-5 matchup against the Heat. Mm. Uh, I think either of those matchups is trouble for them. Yeah. And uh, for them, it would be a huge disappointment to get knocked out in the first round. Mm. And it could potentially be a catalyst for breaking up the Simmons and Embiid joy. Mm. Um, if that were the case, who I, I think Embiid's probably... Not, oh, it depends who shows up in the playoffs, but I reckon Embiid's the more likely. Mm. To stay. Uh, to to get, go. To, to go. go. Oh, okay. But if I was you know in charge at the 76ers, I would be looking to get off of Tobias Harris's five years at 180 million Jesus he'll be making 34 just a tick under 34 and a half million next season it's a lot uh, for a bloke who's I think severely overrated mm. not worth that money he's is not that is huge money huge money and 
yeah, I'd be looking to get off his contract. As you say, Nick, that is an absolute albatross of a contract. <laughs> it is an albatross, isn't it, Rowan? It is an albatross. The bird. The bird, the albatross. Yeah, mate. I don't get. I don't get the, the. I don't get it. Like it's just a. Is it too big? It's big. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's big. But like. <laughs> so never heard that. One. We'll, we'll, um, we'll get you up to date with some of these. Uh, I guess terms, as bigger but... things than an albatross. I could have said an elephant of a contract. <laughs> okay. Oh, but <laughs> guess albatross rolls off the tongue. It does, doesn't it? Nineteen point four points. Mm. I Two guess... under seven rebounds. Three point two assists. It's it's okay, yeah. but I just don't really like what I've seen from him this year. Not enough to make me want to pay thirty four and a half million. Oh, this is for um Tobias. Yeah, yeah, for Embiid. Um, that game just keeps replaying in my mind. Where it, what did he get? Zero points, I think. I think yeah. he got nothing on the board, and it has it's kind of reflected his whole season. He hasn't been great, has he? He's been a bit under. Yeah. The problem with Embiid, I think, at the moment is that people perceive him as being mentally weak. He might be a fairly decent player, but other players can get in his head too easily, and when he starts getting down on himself, he struggles to find a way back up. So I think if he sorted that side of his game out, he might prove to be, you know, a guy who Philly can count on for the the next 10 years. But if he doesn't, I reckon he could be on the way out over the next couple of years. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm. We'll move ahead to our next ones. Was that me? I didn't have any more because no, it's, right. it's too hard to find players that yeah. are underperform. Well, I just had a couple of quick ones here. So, did you have any others, Ro? Well, mine was incorporated with Utah and Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah. But, yeah, not really. That was likewise. So, one of the quick ones I had was Utah. Yeah. I just think they will be super flat. And I yeah. don't think the chemistry's there. And I don't think without Bogdanovich, they have the mm. offensive mm. weapons to get over anyone, really, in the in the West first round. And I have one after you. I've just thought of one, but go on. And I've, I've got one. I don't know how you guys will feel about this, mm. but I've got uh, Skinny Jokic. Skinny Jokic oh, to underperform. Underperform. Don't I, do this to me. I think Denver will underperform, and I think Jokic... I don't think Skinny Jokic will work. Mm. I think such an asset of his is his size being yeah. able to bully people in the paint. Um, and I think it'll take a bit of time for him to adjust to his new body. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon his vision is with this slimmer version of himself? Like, do you reckon, what, like what's his goals... For getting slim, like what's yeah. he want to improve on his shot or his passing or what? Just his engine, I reckon. Yeah, being able to get up and down the court on both ends. Yeah, um, he always looks like he's blowing, doesn't he? He does, and yeah. being able to contribute in the playoffs for like forty minutes or whatever the case may be. Um, mm. So yeah, I think it'll take maybe next season once he's adjusted to his body. Mm. Um, but I think Skinny Jokic will currently. It's either an over or it's an under. You just don't There's know probably what no middle ground, nah. is there? And for Denver at the minute, they're currently they'd be in a matchup with Houston. Yeah. Um, that's mm. subject to change, but I think Houston would probably put one over the third seed Nuggets at the minute. I just yeah. want to talk about that real quick because I'm a bit conflicted on how they'll play the Houston Rockets coming in with this small bowl lineup. And mm. um, well, it was working okay prior to the season um, pausing. Mm. Um, so they probably that pause probably came at a really bad time for Houston when you think about it because they were they were you know just getting a bit of a bit of a move on and now they've had this massive pause they have to get used to playing this small ball kind of lineup again and yeah I'm I'm, I'm on I'm, the other side of that yeah, yeah I'm on the other side I reckon in saying you don't think they I think the breaks helped them yeah, yeah I reckon okay. so many minutes put into Harden Russ. I reckon older bodies yeah, getting a bit older now. Way to look at um, them, yeah. I think this will 
will have done nothing but help them. Mm. Um, kind of refresh. Same with the Lakers. Like those teams, say LeBron getting older, so much pressure on him. Mm. Chance to reset, refresh, and come out and clap people for the next eight games. Well, don't even have to clap people. They're pretty much booked a spot in the... Well, they have Houston yeah. and have clinched it. So they can kind of somewhat coast. Mm. Depends where they want to be seated, but mm. yeah, really ramp things up. Once again, I think it's a matter of wanting to finish as high as possible so you can potentially go up against one of these, maybe um, Memphis or Portland or Pelicans as opposed to Dallas or yeah. even the Thunder or someone like that. It's going to be a hell of a race, isn't it? It mm. is. Yeah. Uh, beautiful stuff there, guys. So recapping our underperformers, for myself, I had uh, Joel Embiid in the 76ers as well as... Uh, Skinny Jokic and Utah. No, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and yeah, I had Utah and Donovan Mitchell specifically. Beautiful stuff, fellas. Guys, we'd love to hear from you out there who you think will overperform and underperform. Our DMs are always open. Um, or you can email us, thedailydribble23 at gmail.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever platform. Where All of it. Get in contact with us. We would love to know what you guys think. On to Entertainment Weekly, The Return. This week, I have the TV show. I have the movie. And I have the song. We're feeling refreshed. Indeed, Roy. Mm. As what has become tradition yeah. now with Entertainment Weekly, we do start with the song. My song, um, I loved it when it came out. And it's been made into a remix with a few, um, I guess, superstar rappers, um, including Baby, Lil Wayne and Tory Lanez have hopped on the track. It's What's Poppin' and it's by Jack Harlow. But I, I'm really loving the remix of this song. And I'll just play a tiny bit of it now, just so you can get a taste for it. It's going to be hot, I reckon. Okay. On a futon, I'ma give it that penis. When it's just done, I'ma fill up arenas. Ooh, like Gilbert Arenas. Shoot my shot, I'm still with the demons. Ooh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York, that means one in each borough. I'm in the pocket like Burrow. When I'm back home, no, they treat me like Robert De Niro. So you played it down. Ooh. Really like oh. the uh, the cast on that. Yeah, that's... Tori Lane's big fan, Lil Wayne. Um, Lil Wayne's versus, oof. Spitting oh, fire. It's big. It's big. The only thing you missed out on was a... Um, there's a there's a nod to John Stockton in this song. Yeah, I should have got that bit you up. Should have got yeah. that bit in. But I got yeah. the Gilbert Arenas bit you up. You did. So. I'm, I'm glad you got one of them in yeah. there. So I'm that's... pretty sure he says, um, I'm going to pass this bitch like Stockton or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to shoot my shot like arenas. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Get that one off TikTok? Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I was scrolling through Spotify, actually, no, and I found that Don't believe it. No. There's no show. Just quickly, on TikTok, are they getting rid of that? Is something, I I did, not is in that Australia. I think there's a. I think there's a chance they might get rid of it. Not in Australia. Uh, yeah, in America. No, because they're, th- they're worried about... Um, Chinese China. spies. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope they don't. I digress slightly, but yeah, it just reminded me I saw something. Didn't know whether it was true or fake news, but. Uh, I think it's real news. I just hope it doesn't. It's a shame because our, our TikTok's, oh. TikTok's going off like a bull in a China shop. I was shop. about to say, there goes our 25k likes. Oh, mm, I don't like to admit it, but I spend a fair bit of time just scrolling through. Like It's it's like the, the modern day Vine, really. Yeah. Never got around the Vine. Was Vine pretty much similar, was it? Yeah, just six shorter, second videos. Video. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Do it for the vine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's what they said. Yeah, right? that's yeah. right. Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> good stuff, though. Give us that one again, right? So that's what's popping by Jack Harlow, um, De Baby, uh, Tory Lanes, and Lil Wayne. Good stuff. I like it. 
Uh, I'll go with the TV, TV show. Yeah. Right, so I'm not going to give too much detail about it. Well, I will, but I didn't want to do too much research into this because okay, okay. I'm, I'm currently watching this one. Mm. Um, Prison Break. Oh, yep. yeah. Can be found on Netflix. Absolutely loving it. There's five seasons. Long seasons. There's like 20-odd episodes mm. in each season. Uh, currently on season two. And they're not short episodes either, are they? Like 40 minutes. 42, 43 yeah. minutes. Mm, the Nazi um, come when. Yeah, yeah, no. It's really quality, though. Debuted August 29th, 2005. Um, season 5 came out April 4th, 2017. So 12 years in between the first mm. and the last. Mm. Stars Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell. Yeah. And it's just... I'll give you a quick quick recap. Um, I've watched it, but... Pair of Brothers. Oh, you have? You yeah. finished it? Yeah. Okay, Sorry, at the end of the... <laughs> um, so, a brother gets wrongfully convicted of murder. Uh, the other brother decides to get himself imprisoned and plots a really incredible and elaborate escape plan. Um, and it's just a really compelling show of, you know, scheming strategy. Um, you know, things are going wrong at every turn, but how you kind of overcome and cope with it. Uh, there's so many different dynamics between, say, the prison guards and warden, um, mm. as well as the other inmates. Uh, and it's just phenomenally kind of set out. The only thing I'm questioning, currently in season two, getting to the back end of it, mm. I really don't know how they've extended it to five seasons. That's mm. that's what I was going to say. I don't want to turn you off it at all, but I have heard this. These yeah. first, the first two seasons were um, just way better than I don't know oh, three, four, and five. Yeah. You got to watch it. Got to persist with it. I will. It, I will. Um, they're not terrible, but they just, like you said, they just drag on. But kind of the lead actor, Wentworth Miller, who plays um, Michael Schofield, he's... He's great. He does an unreal job. Um, well worth checking out, guys. can be found on Netflix. Uh, I'm absolutely positive that you will certainly... You won't be able to stop watching the first season, two seasons. Um, as I said, I'm back end of season two. So, yeah, looking forward to churning out some more later tonight. Mm-hmm. Classic. Good stuff. Now... This movie, let me just premise this. I watched this, and it's it's actually my favourite movie um, in the world. This is interesting. Favourite movie? It's on Netflix. It's called Mid-90s. Has any of us seen it? No. Oh, you need to watch it. It's an indie coming-of-age film. Ladies, indie, unknown films. I love it's it. Not, it's not really indie, because like, a lot of people have watched it, but it just gives that feel. Um, and now it's written and directed, I don't know if you guys have heard, but by Jonah Hill. Oh, really? Yeah, his, oh, wow. his directorial debut. Um, so the story, it follows a 13-year-old uh, boy named Stevie who lives in the 90s era, um, from the from the name, mid-90s, um, who is in, growing up in LA. Um, and he's got a pretty troubled home life, but he's finding his family and a new group of friends that he meets at a, at a skate shop. Um, it's it's a movie filled with emotions will make you cry tears of happiness and sadness let me just say this movie has the best soundtrack um, in a movie that I've ever seen it has the names of Wu-Tang um, a Tribe Called Quest the Pixies Morrissey's just these classic 90s names um, yeah it's great Good. is it is it so it's a new pretty new film 2018 I think or yeah. 17 oh, um, brilliant yeah, the, it's the little things that make it, though. The music, what they wear. It's filmed on a 16mm camera, so it's pretty grainy. Yeah. Um, I didn't grow up in the 90s era, but it just gives that nostalgic feel yeah. to the movie. Mm. Yeah. Jonah Hill. 
Johnny done well Hill. on his debut. Mm. He's come a long way since uh, Super Bad, hasn't he? I can't wait for more movies because you guys need to watch this. This movie is my favourite movie. Like I said, I'm so excited to see more from him. Are yeah. all the actors and actresses in the movie pretty unknown? Well, I was going to say that. The funny thing is they're not actually actors. They're professional skaters, but you couldn't tell this at all. invest in Tony Hawk for this one? Not in Tony Hawk, but... Oh, yeah. A bit of Bam and Jarrett. A couple of yeah, young, yeah, young upcoming, Tony Hawk upcoming skaters. Um, I love this movie because it gives a nod to individuality and doing what makes you happy, doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, I, mm. I lo- absolutely loved it. Yeah, good stuff. On that, Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, right. Brilliant. And it's from the production company, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but A24. A. A24. They did mo- They did this movie mid-90s. They did Uncut Gems. Oh, I'm pretty sure they did um, Good Time with um, Robert Patterson as well. Yeah. A lot of great movies, so definitely mm. check this one out. Beautiful. Well, good stuff. Good. Recapping Entertainment Weekly there, guys. Roy... <laughs> I was going to say Lee. Then Looking Ro, at me then... when you said Ro, I was like, no, <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> Ro, you had the song? What's Poppin'? By Jack Harlow. Yep. Good stuff. I had the TV show Prison Break. can be found on Netflix. And I had the movie Mid-90s, which is on Netflix as well. Good stuff, fellas. Do we... Uh... What are we at? 48. We're yeah, going. We're that was a quickie. Churning out this one quickly, aren't we? Do you, do you guys have anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything? Uh... Just so excited for Bowl to come back. Yeah, I know. It's just um... around the corner, practically. It's horrible. You kind of they pop up each and every day. Nearly like rumors that oh, there's mm. more confirmed cases. Mm. You know they're not going to go ahead. Maybe, um, but yeah, I think I'm, we're in the clear. I think we're just about we're there. We're only we're less than three weeks away now. Mm. Uh, one other quick note before we end. I forgot to mention it in odds and ends. Um, Victor Oladipo. Miami is showing interest. <laughs> Charlie, we're back at odds. We're and back ends. at odds and ends. We've come full circle. <laughs> done a loop. But I, uh, I had it jotted down and I forgot to mention it mm. there. I but, did um, see this. Uh, yeah. How do we just quickly before we go feel about that? Potentially Vic off to uh, Miami. Jeez, I would love that. Yeah, I would love, love that. that. Um, gives them an even, obviously, an even better chance at um, you know going for a deep run in the playoffs. I'm sure Jimmy Butler would love another. Yeah guard who can score at will like um, Vic Oladipo does at times. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. No, I just thought I'd quickly throw that one in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to this off-season, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure. It'll be our first off-season as a podcast, so there's going to be a lot to break down. There will be. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're here. The show goes on. Are we here? We haven't discussed baby. I'm pretty sure we're here, at least, yeah. What do you mean we're here? Like, well, we're I, gonna... I, we haven't discussed what we're doing in the off-season. But... Oh, no, the show rolls on. We're, we're going. This, okay. this, this park's open, um, <laughs> yeah. as far as I know, yeah, unless yeah. you've got something no. you want to add, Lee. No, no. You're not going to desert us? No, no, I no, won't. Beautiful. <laughs> Good stuff, fellas. Uh, again, guys, big thank you for all your support. Keep it coming. Um, as always, continue to stay up with our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. We'll have plenty of new content coming out. Our Instagram's looking sweet as too, eh? Looking like a bloody news page at this point. It is. It's great. Good stuff there. Well done, Lee. You've set that all up for us, mate. It's, um, you made it really easy. I've been uh, using a few of the templates you yeah, set up. And it's kind of pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's idiot-proof. Like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So. Yes, indeed. It's suffice to say that any, any person 
progress and things after you know the big news that's happened throughout the week, they'll find it on our page. Forget Woj, forget Shams, come to the Daily Shams Dribble. Shams are Shams in comparison to us. Alright, fellas, good stuff. Let's uh, let's wrap her up. This is um, this is Lee signing out. I'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, rightio, guys. Catch you next week. Guys, take care. Look after one another, and we will talk to you soon. Love you, bye. Shout out to Daily Chip. That was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they knew. That was all the time, it ain't no romance if he knows. We gon' make it drop, 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 time.